Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Money FM 89.3, this is Sustainable Singapore with me, Rianne Lovell Boland. Now, it's been eight months since Singapore launched its Green Plan 2030, but a new study by Schneider Electric has found that only four in ten organisations in Singapore have a climate action plan. So what does this reveal about perceptions of Singaporean organisations towards environmental sustainability? Well, joining me on the line to share more is Yun Yong Kim, Cluster President, Singapore, Malaysia and Brunei at Schneider Electric. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. First of all, could you share a little bit more about Schneider Electric and your sustainability mission? Yeah, Schneider Electric is a company on the energy management and automation. Uh, We have been already in this journey of sustainability for more than a decade. And recently we were a prize as the number one corporate uh, sustainable organization in Davos. And in fact, uh, it is a company that has been bringing a lot of technology and solution into the sustainability angle. So, of course, uh, this will be an interesting journey for us in Singapore. Absolutely. Well, thank you for giving that context. Now let's move on to the context of the study. What was the aim of it? How many people took part? And also, when was it conducted? Yeah, so this uh, survey was conducted in August 2021. And basically, we were trying to understand how the sentiment of the leaders in the market, as well as uh, specialists on sustainability angle and some consumers. So it was in total a sample of 1,000 plus and where we were able to capture some of the information that is uh, after eight months launch of the Green Plan, how this has been evolving or how the sentiment and perception of the consumers as well as the stakeholders in the big corporations. Yeah, and one of the key findings from the study was that only four in ten organisations in Singapore have a climate action plan. What do you think is stopping more from having a plan in place? Yeah, most probably, yes, four in ten. In fact, there is some of them is still developing or is evolving, and some of them is, is still in preparation. So, yeah, it, it is, in fact, a journey. So it is launched eight months ago and is not as simple uh, when you have a big uh, complex or infrastructure or your resources and facilities, and that takes some time. So I think the most important thing is that I see a lot of people engaged into this journey. And in the statistics say that more than 85% uh, understand that sustainability impacts or can be an opportunity or can be a barrier for their business. Just touching on that last point, do you think there is enough general understanding of sustainability among business leaders? I would say yes and no. Uh, Yes, in the side, yes, we have 85% of people that understand and uh, in their impact as well, uh, which is quite positive. But on the other hand, uh, when we ask the question related to Green Plan 2030, then we see that people are not high level of understanding of this plan. So, and in fact, uh, more than two thirds recognize and understand the green plan, but actually the one third is still not understanding or having no clarity on the green plan yet. Mm. So do you think there needs to be maybe more explanation of the key targets of the green plan? Or do you think that that will just take time? I think is uh, the communication has been very intense as far as I'm concerned. And it's not about communication, it's about really the adoption and the clarity of 
how to go in this journey, right? So it is, of course, take time, but in the same time as well is uh, the knowledge is not there. So I think we need to find uh, more and more, you know, uh, look after uh, some experts in this subject, as well as to understand and engage with uh, capable people in the subject matter. Yeah, I think that's highlighted in the fact that under 30% of business leaders are actually fully utilising new technologies and technological solutions to operate more sustainably. So what is the barrier exactly that's preventing that higher take up? Yeah, I think uh, what I see is quite a number of people is willing, but there are a number of people when it comes to the cost into the investment is some question marks as well as trying to look into the payback and return on investment. And that is one of the elements that is uh, making more difficult. I had experience as well. One of the CEO uh, was mentioning that the shareholder was looking for a strategic uh, sustainability plan. However, they were not able to really understand from where to start. So that is an important element, I think, is, uh, is more of as well how to get engaged into this journey. And it, it, it takes time, in fact. So is there an opportunity out there for maybe a blueprint on how to go green for businesses, something that needs to happen? Sure, sure. And I do see a lot of companies already investing uh, resources and capabilities into that area to give more advice and consultancy to uh, build a proper plan on a strategic point of view, as well as going to the technical and technological uh, aspects uh, to bring the journey of uh, sustainability into the company, corporations, as well as uh, government infrastructures. And on the financial side, maybe more schemes need to be put in place to help companies actually take up the technology that would help them operate more sustainably. What do you think? Yeah, I think in the financial side, I always uh, look into the technology as early adopters and there are ones that are more followers, right? And in any technology, in the early adoption, uh, the cost of acquisition is higher than when is uh, as uh, utilizing as a follower, right? So in, in that sense, I mean, you want to be a pioneer or you want to be in the front end of this transformation uh, on the sustainability, then surely you have to invest and not only look into the return on investment and payback, but there are other indirect benefits that you would get from different stakeholders, such as customers and your suppliers and so on and so on. So, yes, there are elements of the financing aspect, but is making sure that when you take the decision as a leader, you have to take a decision of investing with or without having a reasonable and rational payback. Mm, I guess sometimes you have to spend money to make money, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. So from the study, what, what was your biggest takeaway that companies can do to enhance their sustainability preparedness? Yeah, so I think it's the comprehension of the technology and comprehension of the digital and comprehension of the energy reset aspect. And all in all, uh, they understand clearly that could benefit uh, positively in this journey. And uh, in fact, uh, digital is one of the biggest elements that we saw as a motivating factor or the factor that would be impactful uh, on uh, bringing the solutions on the sustainability journey. So I think that is one of the impressive results that I saw at the outcome of the results.
And another positive note is that six in ten said their organisation is performing strongly in the transition to more renewable energy sources. Do you think this really highlights how an energy reset is a clear priority for companies here? Yeah, for sure, and for sure, no, no doubt about that. I, I think is the the question is that uh, renewable energy is not sufficient enough to cover the full consumption of the energy in the country as well as in many countries. But yes, uh, I think it is very interesting to see the renewable energy either uh, isolated on the microgrid on the specific areas or either in the grid, back to the grid on the renewable energies. As well as one important thing that we see is about the electrical vehicle, uh, the importance of electrical vehicle as a mobility perspective and how this uh, contribute as well on the whole society. Mm, and I think Singapore as a whole has taken grand steps forward in, you know, the move to more renewable energy sources. So I think that's great that it's reflected in companies here as well. That's correct. I think there are a lot of movements in that area. Uh, we see a lot of solar energy and different type of renewable energies. But of course, it's still uh, in the energy matrix perspective, it still is not the majority, actually, is a very small part. But I think we will evolve positively in that direction. And just lastly, how does Schneider Electric enable companies in Singapore to go green? Yeah, Schneider Electric globally has a very clear ambition of achieving in 2025 all our facilities, that means buildings and factories, to be carbon neutral in the world. And by the way, our uh, office in Kalan uh, is already carbon neutral and platinum 2021 requirement certified by BCA, as well as we are going for the super low energy next year. And not only that, but in 2030, we want to start as well to our suppliers on the scope three to become uh, decarbonizing or dividing or reducing their carbon footprint, as well as ourselves will be net carbon zero. And 2040 and 2050, we are going into the journey and steps where we require our suppliers to be carbon neutral in 2040 and net zero carbon in 2050. So these are very clear goals and ambitions of our organization and our ecosystem. Well, lots of work ahead and it's great to hear. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you, Yun Young Kim, Cluster President, Singapore, Malaysia and Brunei at Schneider Electric. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I'm Rianne Lovell Boland. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.